the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Telling you, squirrel, he'll be fine once they get this feeble fascist dimwit to the podium. It's getting over. It's when the speech is done, he seems to get confused. He's not quite sure how to get off the stage. But once he's on, they've been working on this son of a gun for at least two days. Drilling him. Teaching him how to put lipstick on the pig that is the status of America today. You see, because we're losing in every single aspect of our tranquility. We're losing in every single aspect economically, foreign policy. In fact, nine presidents took us through the Cold War. Some of them won two terms, but it took nine different men. We were never this close to World War III with Russia, let alone the communist Chinese. But they were never that strong. It took them bribing Democrat scallywags called representatives to make them rich enough to have an army that could compete with us. And it worked. They own the sitting president. We don't know how many Congress birthing people and others, senators and whatnot, not to mention lobbyists. They're all going to be in the halls cheering this dimwit who couldn't get a job at any business in this country. There isn't one business where this fool would get hired. Yet here he sits. It only took one night of thievery to make this moron the president. In the meantime, I'm not going to play one clip of this dimwit, well, I might play something like this. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Just a preview. Just an hour and a half of that kind of tomfoolery and stupidity. In the meantime, let's play some of the fluffers, shall we? Look, when you think about the economy, what the president has done is transform the way we think about it, right? We used to talk about trickle-down economy. He doesn't say that. He doesn't believe in that. He believes in building an economy from the bottom up, middle out. And that's what you've seen. And I've talked a little bit about the data, the data points, which is uh, wages are up. Now, aside from you not being qualified to do anything, you got the job because of your sexual proclivities, your skin pigmentation, and your own genitalia. Not because you know anything, but couple of things here, Toots, to kind of enlighten you a little bit. First of all, the president doesn't build the economy. Stupid. The American people do. And the nickname of trickle-down means spread out. That is something you've managed to stop. You're not building anything. You're losing everything. As far as the only thing thriving in this country right now is what your party represents. Stupidity, corruption, failure, and lies about it. The president is claiming the state of our economy is strong, but 41% of Americans think they are worse off financially than they were when President Biden took office. The most negative response to that question in the history of ABC polling. In the history 
of ABC polling. Sideshow Bob, will that deter you one bit? I don't know. What is going to be the Republicans' plan? What are they putting forward? Right now, as I mentioned earlier, we're hearing about cutting Social Security. We're hearing about cutting Medicare. This is the beauty of these idiots who get their job because of their skin color, their sexual proclivities, and their genitalia. The Republicans are not in charge of anything except Congress, and they can't do anything because your president announced he will veto every bill they pass. See, what this is, is you trying to put success on not just the foreign policy dismantling, weakening the delusion of this idiot you call president, but you're going to have to convince people that he shouldn't be yanked out of that seat by his collar. There are people, honey, dreamboat, dimwit, who's not qualified to do anything, that didn't need the government to build anything. We don't need their corruption. That is strictly your party, your party of welfare roaches of manic depressants, of indigence. That's who you're talking to tonight. The regular people who make this world go around, they're not listening to anything you have to say because we've listened to you enough lie at every time, every turn you open your mouth. And so, yes, he'll talk about the progress of the last two years. Let's not forget, we have seen uh, record wages go up. Only in welfare, you moron. Only in municipal union scam. Jobs that can't exist without more printing and more failure and more nonsense. That's where your strong point is. That, and I think you could pick up a girl pretty much anywhere. But the most important part I think most Americans are going to be watching is how does he actually perform, right? Does he walk up to that stage and does he, does he act like a bold, confident, young, acting 80-year-old commander-in-chief? What's that look like, Squirrel? You ever see a bold, confident 80-year-old commander-in-chief? Because we've never had one. In fact, this dimwit with dementia, who's clearly unfit to do absolutely anything, not only is an absolute, unobjective asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, he's suffering from dementia. And even this CNN spokes idiot knows that. Or is he a weak, tired, worn-out, 80-year-old, want-to-be commander-in-chief? I think that's what America's going to be watching tonight. Ding, 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 ding. That's the one. You see, this is the one that not only is responsible for the deaths of those 13 soldiers, among the hundreds of thousands of others through his stupid stupidity of a 50-year foreign policy of failure and corruption. But there's another pesky little thing going on. Oh, but there is, thanks to Project Veritas and Dr. Robert Malone. The young gentleman's disclosure that the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis is being damaged in some way by the product. That's now, I don't know what that is, Squirrel, but you've got one. And the product he's speaking of is the very vaccine that this government, this feeble fascist, and the rest of this mafia forced this country to get. That seems to be a bit of a problem. I wonder, will he talk about that or the advances, the mystical advances we made? I heard uh, Nikki Whaley, cancer? What did you do for cancer? Hey, Mo, stupid. What did you do for cancer, you stupid son of a dog? You did nothing. You made it so people couldn't even go to their doctor for two years. You and the rest of the dimwit Democrats. You're an absolute murderer. You're just too dumb to realize it. Cancer. You know what you hope? You hope that there are enough people suffering that can't pay their bills that they're willing to be your welfare roaches. That's your only hope.
That appears to be their working hypothesis based on what he said. That has huge implications and may explain many of the symptom clusters that exist. So you got the side effects that are undeniable. Before you know it, half of the people be walking around like Dr. Awardy. The rest will look like Lori Lightfoot after a hard night of drinking. All side effects of the vaccine, which, by the way, sucks, doesn't work, and is responsible for the at least... 18% of unexplained deaths we've all been experiencing throughout the world. And then there's the other part. The other part that's really upsetting. Going back for the past 12 years, border encounters. 2010, 447,000. 2011, 327,000. 2012, 356,000. 2013, 414,000. Uh, 2015, 331,000, 16, 408,000, 17, 303,000, 18, 396,000, 2019, 851,000, 2020, 400,000, 2021, 1.6 million. That's a lot, squirrel. It's a 300. It's like it's like your premiums after Obamacare. It's a 300 percent increase. But that was only year one of the greatest election theft in American history. What about year two, Byron Donalds? 2022, 2.2 million. Woo! There was somebody who became president of the United States in January of 21. And on January 20, 2021, this gentleman um, actually... He's not a gentleman, Byron. You're too polite. I've met you. You say nice things to me. Hi, sir, and all the rest of it. It's time to recognize this corrupt piece of garbage that he is. And this idea that we have to be a statesman and polite. I don't accept carjackers as guests i don't accept thieves as guests or relatives this is nothing more than a lying scandalous whore who's obviously been corrupted by enemies foreign and domestic we've had now dozens of whistleblowers come talk to house republican staff on the judiciary committee in fact one of them is testifying in a transcribed interview as we speak uh, talking about how the justice department is now operating in squirrel no Not every time you hear whistleblowers is he talking about Kamala Harris. Get your mind out of the gutter, sicko. Operating in such a political uh, fashion and manner. Uh, Second, you all know about the Twitter files where we have learned that big tech, big government are. Yes, I understand when he says whistleblowers. I know how your mind works, but just pull it up a little bit out of the gutter. Looting to keep information from we the people. Um, the most egregious example took place prior to the 2020 presidential election, where they kept that information from the country just days and weeks before the most important election we have, suppressing a story and limiting Americans' free speech rights. And then finally, third, when I think about the accountability that we plan to bring to this administration, I just think in the broad sense. I mean, everything has gotten worse. In two years' time, we went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from stable prices to record inflation. And, of course, as I've said, we have a government that now, I believe, is targeting the very people it is supposed to serve. So we plan on, as a Republican majority, holding them accountable and dealing with what we have seen. And again, Well, there's something for KJP Sideshow. Bob, how's that for a plan, stupid? And then you're going to have to deal with the ramifications of your other failures your numerous failures not to mention the fentanyl deaths and the rest of it he got rid of the migrant the migrant protection protocols the mpp program he stopped border wall funding he actually uh, gutted the interior enforcement against illegal aliens he put a 100 day moratorium to study border security protocols in your opinions you've done this job both of you for quite some time and we thank you for your service but in your opinion 
do you believe these policy changes actually led to the drastic increases in border encounters at the the southern border? Thank you, sir, for the question, and and I will try to go fast. What I can tell you in 27 years is that migration is is very complicated. There are push and pull factors. The thing I can tell you that goes to the spike that that you're talking about is in the Tucson sector, um, interviewing people post-arrest, what became the most common response was that they believed that when the administration changed, that the law changed and policy changed and that there was an open border. That's with the billions sent to foreign countries. Illegal by all definition of our Constitution and what the government is able to do with our money. And I want you to keep in mind as you talk about billion here, billion there, billion everywhere. A billion minutes ago was 1959. And I want to make sure it's not seconds ago. We're so used to failure, we adopt their language. So if you want to be polite tonight, you'll call this feeble fascist diaper-wearing dimwit a failure. If you want to be aware tonight, you'll recognize that for the first time in American history, an absolute unmitigated traitor to the country is the President of the United States. I won't be watching it. I'll just be laughing knowing he ruined his socks. 312-642-5600. We have to do more than just build back better. We We have to build back better. We have to compete. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know, Squirrel, in the 90s, back when the intern molester was president, and you know, the one with the wife that hung around with a lot of women all the time. I did not have sexual relations with that woman we all understand no one blames you and we completely get it in the meantime squirrel it was in the 90s bill clinton was doing a state of the union and the teleprompter broke as he was introduced and do you know that that son of a gun stood up there for an hour and i believe 15 minutes if memory serves me correct and he didn't need the teleprompter what would happen tonight if the teleprompter breaks on this dimwit with dementia, pretending to be president. What happens tonight? In the oh, meantime, God. That's exactly right. Let's reflect on the good old intern molest- molester back in the 90s. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country, are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. Joe Biden can't even understand the words Bill Clinton said, let alone say them. By the way, a billion minutes is 1,902 years. I was wrong. 
It was a billion seconds I was referring to. One billion minutes is 1,902 years. Since then, my approach has been guided by three principles, as many of you here have heard over and over again. One, I do, and I think we all believe, that people generally do not want to leave home. And when they do, it is because they are either fleeing some harm or because staying home will mean that they cannot satisfy the basic needs of their family and themselves. No, Squirrel, this is how she sounds when she's trying to convince people. Now, this is what it's like when you put clothes on the town tramp and give her an important job. In the meantime, she's talking about giving billions to other countries, Squirrel. Two, we believe and are guided by the principle that governments must collaborate to manage migration. And that means through bilateral, trilateral, multilateral relationships and dialogue, but also what we must do to address the issue requires that we partner with the private sector if we are to have lasting impact or even profound impact. Now, she's not talking about partnering with our private sector. She's talking about the private sector of these third world corrupt hellholes. And by the way, that's the best you're going to get from her, because in her world, before being vice president, lateral meant she had to undress. Three, to effectively address the root causes of migration, we must also, and this is absolutely a guiding principle, promote good governance, reduce violence, and empower women. Well, hey, stupid, why don't you start with Chicago? You want to start with New York or New Jersey or any of the other Democrat hellholes you built around the country? Now you're going to help the uh, foreigners, huh? Whew, that's a way to guarantee they never go home. Bill in Hinsdale. Hey, Sean, do you, do you really think that this guy is going to run again in 24? And, and I, I just I got another quick question. We are so fortunate that our country hasn't been blown up to smithereens with these two idiots and one that just got lost their job. We have 340 million people in this country, and these are the three best we no, can these, have. These are idiots. And to your question, Bill, he won the presidency in 2020 without running. He didn't run that. Right. You're talking to a guy who can't walk, right. let alone run. I mean, seriously, this is a pathetic display of what this country is. And to your point about being blown up, it's not just the idiots who pretend to be the, the, the president and the vice president and the Senate. How about the idiots that are in charge of our military? Currently, we are supporting our European allies and guarding NATO's eastern flank in the face of the unnecessary war of aggression by Russia against the people of Ukraine. Now, that's... General Milley, the traitor in his costume, as he pretended we, that Russia, our presence, was going to prevent Russia from going to war with their former Soviet nation. And the, he's never been right in his miserable life. And ironically, this guy committed an act of treason when during our presidential election and the outcome, he called his Chinese counterpart to tip him off. So you talk about being yeah. blown up? Yep. Let me tell you something. The fact that we don't have the courage to do what needs to be done and kick these scumbag traitors out of positions of power will let you know what the future holds, Bill. The good news is you're in Hinsdale, so there's no need to pay your next taxes. I don't think two years will go by until they can steal your home from you. Thank you very much, Bill. Remember, when the nuclear war comes, just sit on the floor and tuck your head between your legs the way Pete Buttigieg shows his husband. Bill, on the south side. Yeah, Sean, I was going to say that during the debate between Trump and Biden, my brother uh, recorded it because he was doing something else. And when he came home and watched it, uh, they had a a viewing of uh, Biden from the back. And he froze it and he blew it up 
you know, blew up the image, and uh, he uh, noticed that there was a wire going up the back of his collar to his ear. Yeah. So my brother posted it on Facebook, and they, they blocked him and told him it was fake news. And uh, so somehow he's getting some kind of a... Uh, your bill's getting you know, audited. Your brother's getting audited. His taxes are being uh, no, combed over. No, he passed over. away. He passed oh. away. Before, uh, oh. He died of Agent Orange. He was in Vietnam. And died of God Agent bless Orange. him. So, sure, he didn't like the government you. after they lied him into a war that eventually killed him. And, you know, the other thing, too, Bill, is I was hoping you were going to tell me there was one of those Mission Impossible 3 masks on and there was at least somebody who didn't have dementia under the mask that is Joe Biden. In the meantime, we're stuck with this feeble moron. And um, you never know. They got those plastic masks now. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> I'd be happy. I'd pretty much take anybody. Really? I'll take the tramp you vice president. Mask off I'll take the Hillary. You never know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. It'd be nice to get a, a president that's really good at picking up girls. Thank you very much, Bill. I appreciate that. After all, she's got a long legacy to fill. And we all know these allegations are false. Absolutely. No question about it, Bill. Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks, you know, I was reading Thomas Paine yesterday, and he talks about when a government gets into old age and infirmity, that all types of miscreants begin to use that government for whatever they want. And I think that's what's happening under Joe Biden's presidency. Someone else is running the show. And I guarantee they're going to prop him up to run again in 2024. Corey, you know what you're describing? You're describing every totalitarian collectivist government around the world. This is the, this is what they do. And they have their barnacles. They have their corrupt Politburo. And this is what we're living through. And the idea that you're living through a time when the American president would come out with the audacity and arrogance to say he's building an economy that was built in spite of him, let alone the fact that he's been a 50-year bribed whore of enemies foreign and domestic. Corey, these are interesting times, but as long as we have people that are reading Thomas Paine, we're going to be all right. You're what makes me feel good. Thank you for making the call. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, tell Nikki Whaley I was wrong. Mrs. Powell does not look like Mrs. Durbin. She's not tipping the scales at just please get off. She looks like my friend Russell Martino from Monroe's Park, like a short Charles Bronson. You ever see him? Russell Martino? No? Looks just like a miniature Charles Bronson. And apparently that's Jerome Powell's wife. Uh, not fat, though. Very nice shape. Looks like she works out. Looks like she beats him up. Something tells me on his, his house on Saturday he's got a red ball in his mouth. Jim and Lyle. Sean, I'm wondering if you agree with me that uh, Jihad Joe's presidency is about to hit critical mass, and that means the housing market and the real estate market is about to tank. Well, what happens when socialist governments take over and they, they destroy societies, and Jerome Powell, which is why I make fun of him and his wife, because what this, this moron did, as he pretends to be helping, is throw 63% of my countrymen into a position they can't write you a check for $700. What happens is those societies separate. Poor areas get poorer, rich areas get more expensive. And this is what we're going to live through. So, in other words, you're in Lyle. We talked to the guy in Hinsdale. They haven't moved. If you look at Hinsdale prices, they haven't moved for 20 fracking years. But they're still unobtainable for the vast majority of Illinoisans. So that area continues to be high-class rich, and the rest of them shed off. And those other areas 
you become really involved in feudalnomics, where you're selling your home if you do not inflationally adjust them at 35-year-ago prices. If you inflationally adjust them, then you watch the people become suicidal because you realize you've lost 80%. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to watch. As societies collapse, you reap what you sow. So the scum areas will really be hopeless. And that's why real estate brokers and real estate transactions in very mediocre, what used to be middle class, they're drowning and wallowing in f- failure and futility. But, Sean, Sean so, so, so can I ask you a question? So I'm 63 years old. So if I go buy property in Naples, what's going to happen to the housing market in Naples if I was able to get out and live out? It will continue to rally, and you will leave you will leave your heirs a legacy, uh, some wealth to d- divvy up. Whereas if you stay in Lyle, you're going to leave them your failure and your loss. That's the problem. Now, to them, to some kids, it'll be uh, it'll be okay, but to most, it won't. But but you have to understand why, and this is the policy of of that's important, the local level policy, and that's what's important. So so this area will continue to go up, and the reason is. People are fleeing those other hell holes. I cannot tell you. I, my wife and I were driving around. I said, "Look, plate from California, Ontario, but they're here a lot anyway. They summer, they winter here." And then you look at all the East Coast and you look at California. I cannot tell you how many times I, I didn't see California plates. It was very rare. They don't ship their cars to go on vacation. They drove them here because they're moving here. So people are fleeing. Because they want to live out the rest of their life at 63 years old in an area they don't have to be worried about, both economically and socially. As right now in, in, in uh, is this Wrigleyville, Honey Bunny? There's a guy locked in a house that went outside and shot dogs. Because that's normal in the sewers of Chicago, in the Democrat hellholes. You don't want to live there, brother. You know that. I know so that. My I, advice I, to I you is what I, I tell everybody, and it's what I did. And I'm going to tell you something, Jim. I live in a small place, but I love it. Because I know that in my small place, I'm going to make up the money I lost in my Elmwood Park shanty. That I pay taxes, by the way, that are 400% what my taxes are here. 400%. But, but Sean, Sean, I built this house in 1994. I've lived this the only house. I mean, I, I'm the only owner. I'm not going to home. embarrass the person because I'm not going to give detailed information. A very, uh, 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 he is now a friend of mine. His father moved here, retired from the Chicago Police Department, moved here in 93. We're selling his house at five times what he paid for it in 93. Can you sell yours at five times what you paid for I guess. I, I, I'm just worried that the housing market is about to tank. Yeah, I really but, but my, point, my point to you, Jim, is why did you build it? You didn't build it so you could be old lady in a shoe. You built it so you could leave it to your kids and they could have a legacy. And they could have money. In the meantime, well, it's my like... Kids, my, 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 my kids, my one daughter lives in Wheaton. My son is... They're on their own already. I mean, I, I, of course. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But the point I'm trying to make is I think his presidency is so... We are in uncharted water. I think things are about to hit critical mass. Yes. And I think even Florida might be affected by it. Oh, eventually. Well, to a certain extent, it will be. I mean, listen, the one thing we know is that we don't know. We don't know if we're going to be attacked any second. It looks like we could be. We've never been weaker in the history of America. We've never been more susceptible to a foreign invasion. And at that point, Jim, it isn't going to matter which is even more of a reason you should come here and walk around with me in the Speedo. You'll get used to it. It's uncomfortable at first. People look, but you're going to get used to it. And in the meantime, you have one life to live. Do you have time to waste? It is the enemy of all men. I don't have five minutes to waste on this son of a dog. And that's why you shouldn't either. 
and you, right. the real legacy, the life, you, that's just a house. Home is where you are. No matter where you go, there you are. That's just a fracking house. That doesn't mean jack to anybody. At the end of your life, all it's going to matter is if you were happy and if you were thriving versus depressed, hoping bad things don't happen. You got one life, brother. You know that. Live it. Yeah, thank you, babe. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean, I heard on the radio today uh, that the cartel's moving into Montana now. Good, I hope so, because uh, those guys in Montana, guess what they got? Guess what they got that the people in Chicago don't have? I mean, aside from the gang members and the cartel members in Chicago. They got a bunch of guns. And in Yellowstone, if I remember correctly, they like to take people to the train station. Maybe some of those cartel members need to be taken to the train station. Get what I mean there, Squirrel? You get it? You still stuck on whistleblower. It's true. She's a tramp. Now move on, Squirrel. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. Good song. I love this song, Squirrel. Good song to hit the bag. All right, Squirrel, your $20, he falls down. Now listen, I can't give you even money to Melrose Park. I got to give you odds on it. All right, I'll give you three to one. I'll take the action. I Even though I know I'm going to lose, but I want you to cash out. In the meantime, I want to put 20 that in the first seven minutes, he says, not a joke. You want some of that? Come on, we'll do some of that. And then we got 20 on the Rumble. What does the guy say? He's going to walk away from the podium? Yeah. We got anybody that says uh, 20, he uh, ruins his trousers? Anybody? No, they're not going to leak. It'll be like those Depends commercials, like on the date when the guy doesn't know the girl has a Depend on. You know, how do you go on a date and you don't tell the guy you wear diapers? I mean, you want to talk about scandalous? It's fraud, for God's sakes. Come on, man. It's ridiculous. All right, how many are at 20 on Come On Man three times before 15 minutes? That's not bad. All right, that's not bad. Eric and Marengo. Hey, Sean. What do you want, buddy? I, what's the action? What do you need? Keep going, keep going. I know you. I know you like the overrunners. I'm going to say we got three January 6th comments, not one about China. Covered. Or the balloon. Yeah, I'm going to lose. I'm going to get wiped out. This is this is like when the Bears played the Super Bowl. Thank you. Uh, Larry, Oak Forest. Hey, hey, Sean. I, I was wondering, did you hear that today that China's demanding they want the debris back from the, the <laughs> balloon that they had shot down? Tell them we can't do it. Pritzker decided to use it as toilet paper. Thank you. Would it much. surprise you if? Yeah. Well, would it surprise? Would you? it Nothing surprise you if China? If China, yeah, maybe Biden will tell them. Sure, you could have it all. And I also wanted to ask you, by by chance, did you hear uh, the cartoon that Disney put out? It's on Disney Plus. I know you don't have young kids, but. It's a cartoon about reparations. I mean, it's disgusting. It, 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 I can't believe it. I got Larry, I did not, and... but I'm going to confess something to you. I'm a Disney fanatic, and I have Disney Plus because I like to watch all the old movies. I swear to God, I do. And I love the old Disney movies. It wasn't until recently that they turned my stomach. However, The Beauty and the Beast, I love it to death. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. It's me and my wife. Mike, Plainfield. Thanks hey, so for taking my call, Sean. Hey, two things. One. How come nobody's really talking about, like, how this balloon could have actually delivered an EMP device to take down our whole power grid? Mm -hmm. Because people don't want 
the Americans to be aware of just how weak we are. I've got a whole clip of that. In fact, here's uh, somebody I wouldn't take the advice of an Uber driver. If, she, if I we got in her car and she was driving and she said, no, I want to make a left, I'd say, no, no, no. Follow the, the route. Don't give me any ideas, Kate. Betting field. The speech uh, and, and the larger pieces about uh, his foreign policy uh, have not been reworked because of this balloon. Now, what I will say about the balloon is that the president handled it effectively and with strength. There you go. You see, Mike, Democrats have no standards. Look at their representatives. Look at their, I'm dead serious. Right. Just look around. They have zero standards. They don't mind if they're absolute failures and frauds. Do they increase their welfare in their Section 8 housing? And the answer is yes. I mean, for God's sakes, you get Dumbo elected. And I mean Pritzker. Thank you very much, Mike. Appreciate it. Get it, the Dumbo and the Disney, how I tied it all together, Squirrel. You're not paying attention. You're still stuck on whistleblower. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's, I mean, come on. It's easy like Sunday morning. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how are you tonight? Good. How are you, Rich? Listen, if we were able to bet on the State of the Union, would we, would we able to bet that he's going to say something that's actually the truth? I think that legally, if you uh, search the records, Jill Biden and Joe are legally married. Aside from that, that's all you're going to get. But I like the way your mind works. And the answer is absolutely not. Uh, What else do we got that's ridiculous? Did I play Kamala Harris? I did. Did I play Byron Donalds? I did. Uh, Did I play Joe Biden from 2007 when he could form a sentence? Senator Biden. You and your campaign have had a number of occasions to correct or clarify things you've said relating to race, Uh-oh. including your remarks about Senator Obama being, quote, quote, clean and articulate. Oh, boy. Your comment about Indians working at 7-Eleven. Oh. And recently to the Washington Post in which you spoke about race while describing disparities bes- between schools in Washington, D.C. and Iowa. Do these gaps or misunderstandings or however you would characterize them indicate you're uncomfortable talking about race or are people just being too sensitive? He's just an idiot. And that's his real legacy. You're expecting an idiot to do well. The emperor has no clothes. Joe Biden is not the president of the United States. He's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. He's a traitor. And for the first time in American history, we're going to be subjected to what the overwhelming majority of the country knows. Joe Biden is a traitor to the country who's pretending to be president as he wears a diaper. I'll be back after this. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so The idea that the government can manipulate the velocity of money to pretend to be helping America as it throws 63% of it into bankruptcy and economic turmoil shows you that when the government helps you, it really destroys you unless you're in the upper echelon. My next guest is an economist and writer. He uh, joined the American Institute for Economic Research back in 2018. Prior to that, 20 years he spent as a trader and an analyst. 
His name is Peter Earl. Peter, thank you for joining me. How are you? Great, and great to be here, Sean. How's it going? I'm aggravated, Peter. I'm aggravated because my Americans are being manipulated and contorted by not just collectivists, but the most incompetent, corrupt collectivists among us. And I don't see an outcome that is anything other than disastrous unless you can afford the Biden feudalnomics. Yeah, I mean, we're getting it from all sides these days. We've got rising inflation. We've got uh, rising interest rates. You know, we've got uh, this debt uh, overhang. I mean, so much going on these days. I hear exactly where you're coming from. The problem, too, is, and this is the problem with government-manipulated Keynesianism, is that it taints the well of the economy so much so you kind of, over time, backdoor nationalize the economy. And then I put up with Dimwitz talking about how they're growing things from the bottom up and the middle out and every other nonsense from failures who could never get jobs in the real world. But what does it look like when they're giving you what I believe to be absolute and total propaganda, be it the GDP or these jobs numbers and the rest of it? How can you untaint that well of our private economy and figure out how many jobs only exists because the government is paying them to exist, and how much of our GDP is really growth versus Keynesian-fueled con jobs? So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle to, to do those calculations, but I can give you a few ideas of uh, things that I've seen lately. Yes. You know, we yes. have this uh, we had this 2.9 percent uh, GDP number last week uh, that was higher than the estimates of, you know, 2.6, 2.7 percent. It was down from the third quarter number. But the number was basically only positive because of three factors, one of which was government spending. Yes. Now, I, I, I don't want my GDP. I don't want growth that comes from either me being taxed money being printed or debt being incurred, which crowds out the rest of the economy. The other two things were rising inventories, which, by the way, with consumption falling, rising inventories don't mean anticipated sales. Rising inventories mean the consumers are stepping away from the market. And the third thing was trade, where you had falling imports and rising exports. All of those three things are, are, are positive in terms of the GDP number, but they speak to really awful economic growth and probably a recession in the second half of this year. You and I know this because this was our lives for decades. This is something we had to understand in order to survive. vast majority of Americans, the vast majority, have no idea about that, and they listen to the media, which is supposed to dissect information that it's given or in some cases not given by the government, and give the truth to the people. So now that we are in this, this propagandized America, and you saw that Europe did this for 72 years in the Soviet Union, Venezuela did it for 30, is there a, a lipstick on the pig that is successful enough to ultimately keep people complacent until you hit that wall? Or can we bring truth to, to government by hoping that there are enough elected people that are not in this mafia of, of government to inform them. And what can be done to stop it, aside from pretending, how does Janet Yellen have the authority to ignore the debt ceiling? I've never seen anything like it. She just basically said, I'm going to ignore it for six months. Can the American people be woken from their coma? Well, I think um, if people put the facts in front of them in the context of their daily lives, and they look at things not from the perspective of being spoken to by their uh, by elites and by people in government. You know, most people have a pretty good common sense. I mean, farmers 120 years ago 
knew that you couldn't print money out of thin air. They knew it. And I think today, if you said to people, you know, think about the government within the context of your own spending, you know, how much credit can you take before you're going to start to lose your possessions or your rates are going to go higher or you're going to be foreclosed on? You know, how much, uh, how high can prices go before, uh, you know, companies can't afford to pay wages and that sort of thing? Just understand that there are natural limits to all these things. Demand curves slope downward and that uh, any Anything that seems, this is a real cliche, I hope you forgive me, anything that seems too good to be true probably is. You know, and uh, th- this is all we've been getting from these frauds and liars. I, I, I mean, I, I, this is a duopoly of problems. This isn't exclusive to the Democrat. George W. Bush is the one who broke the uh, rules of capitalism to save it without understanding he just bastardized it. And then he had enough people to go along to get along. And then all of a sudden it became virtuous to be a deadbeat. And that's kind of our new history. And we just keep expanding in the bubble and all the rest of it. And I'm hopeful that one day it'll be undeniable and we can get back to principles. But when you have this kind of acceptance of numbers, the American people sit idly by as a vice president gets up and talks about how we're going to give billions to third world countries that people are fleeing because they're collapsing and corrupt. Um, What is the one thing you would point to if you could? To say, listen, obviously this is a system, a, a, a lie that they're telling you will help you when the reality is it's just crippling you. Is it Social Security? Is it Obamacare? What is the one thing where you think that everybody can understand it's a scam? I think what people need to do is they need to look at our history and say, remember how your parents and grandparents saved money. Remember how sometimes, inconceivably enough, the answer was no. No, we can't have that now. No, we can never have that. No, we have to wait until next year, that sort of thing. Remember that we were for two centuries, maybe until the 50s or 70s or or 1990s, it depends. But only recently did we become these sort of flagrant spenders and people who don't look towards the future, who have all this high time preference buying things today and and, and putting off, uh, uh, you know, putting off saving and all that sort of thing. I would say, remember how we got here. Look at the buildings around here. Look at the firms that have been around for a long time. Yeah, and understand that we've we've deviated so much from that that this is uh, the country is increasingly unrecognizable. And we use the verbiage we've adopted verbiage that is a is a, a a psychological trick, and so much so as printing money. We don't print money; that's a thing of the past. This is created out of thin air of a mouse click. Yet I hear politicians show a contempt for a variety of different currencies, some of which are scams that, like FTX, but some of which that are not. And is there the acceptance or the demand by Americans for the beautiful lie rather than the ugly truth? And I thought it could start with Social, with social Security. This is something that has been sold to the American people for nearly 100 years. It's an outright lie. There is no trust fund. It is a hidden tax. And can it be broken the way it was implemented by people simply saying, I will not comply. I don't want to be part of your social net. And I want my money back and you don't owe me anything. Isn't that something that maybe we could start small and show people the government's been lying to you for 80 years. There's no fund. There's nothing. So I I do think that there is an opening there for that sort of lesson to be taught. Um, What I think is that uh, the the truth is a little bit darker than we expect. It's not only – someone told me this week and they said, I think 50 percent of people um, know that Social Security is just not going to be there for them. And I said, oh, no. 
The number is way higher. The thing is, a large portion of those people say, I know it's not going to be there for you, but it's going to be there for me. And as long as this scam ends, at least for me, one day after I'm dead, I don't really care. That's the issue is we have to get out of this sort of mindset. I'm not talking about collectivism, but we have to get away from this mindset where it's, you know, uh, you know, the debt doesn't matter because it's going to be my grandkids and all this sort of thing. We have to understand that the, 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 the policies we back or tacitly back by not opposing them will have long-term consequences. And people will look at us in the future and say, I can't believe they did this or did that or didn't <laughs> stop it. Pete, it's so surreal as we sit here and watch Klaus Schwab, the son of an actual Nazi, sit from Mount High and talk about talk about seizing over world government. And there are enough people in this country to go, oh, okay. I mean, at a certain point, you have to realize we're really a group of morons that have been led around by scandalous people that have really manipulated, if you look at it from the diabolical aspect, the perfect backdoor nationalization of a country that was the richest and youngest because of property rights. You've managed to take that away. And I can't think of one aspect of an entrepreneur's life. That's actually I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, when you have uh, when you have people like in the WEF and all these other groups, I mean, we're talking about real life versions of what 30 years ago, my, you know, I would have referred to as bond villains. <laughs> and I think I think one of the real problems that we have is that we have as a people, we have given up too much of the raising of our kids to government schools. I think that's a big problem. Uh, I did go, I, I look, I, I was a poor kid. I went to a public too. school. However, however, I did get spoken to by my parents. We did occasionally sort of vet the things I was learning in school, and I read a lot. More and more schools are sort of uh, ideological daycares than they are real places for sort of cultivating thought. And I think that's a big problem. Peter, when you think back, I'm assuming, I'm in my 50s. I'm assuming you're around the same age. Early 50s. When you look back at what we grew up with, regardless of party affiliation, there was a contempt from the slave master ideologies of communism, of Marxism, of socialism. I don't care what your party affiliation was. Every American, every teacher understood what those countries really represented, slave master governments and slave citizens. And yet we are sitting at a time when politicians in this country openly admit they practice, they, con they c construct bills that are socialist, are Marxist, are communist, until we have an, an understanding of that, aren't we just along for the Soviet ride and hope that it doesn't last 72 years and we're all just drunk? Yeah, there's this sort of view. There's two views I encounter uh, in that regard. The first is that... Uh, you know, we've come so far that uh, suddenly supply and demand don't mean anything. Suddenly we can have all of these things that really require coercion and really require for us to lose our property rights and lose markets and lose pricing and our purchasing power and all these things to acquire. But the other thing is, this is a little bit more existential and worrisome. I think that a lot of people... Yeah, I think a lot of people today just think it can't happen here. I think they say, oh. no, it's different here. You know, we're different. We're a little bit better. We're a little bit smarter. And I think a sign of our sort of intellectual decay is thinking that. Never believe your own press. No, and I, 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 I was during my lifetime, the definition of greed became a, a man, an American or a woman that wanted to keep their own money they earned. 
where the definition of greed is not the scumbag that wants to take it away because they're too fat to get a job. This lies the problem and our willingness to speak truth to people. We've gone into this in a polite fashion. And as a neighborhood guy that grew up with, with, with nothing, I find that to be unacceptable. I'm going to sit here and watch a dimwit who, aside from the fact he's been a political whore and an asset of enemies foreign and domestic, this man is incapable of getting a job at any business in this country. There isn't a business that would hire Joe Biden. And he's going to sit there tonight and put lipstick on the pig that is feudalism. And that's what fries me. Yeah, I mean, this this whole last two years has been a real great time to be an economist because we've been pitched these softballs of lie after lie about how inflation is formed is is, is uh, gas station owners and then it's ocean shippers. I mean, this has been like uh, again, it's been like being pitched meat, meatballs in a softball game. I mean, like it's 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 absolutely shameless and it's even more embarrassing to be frank that so yeah. many Americans seem to be buying it hook, line, and sinker. 2008, I bought the domain name Capitalist Union. You keep that in mind as you drive up the cost of that. In the meantime, if I hear you refer to Davos as the Fourth Reich Eagle Nest, I may have to send my copyright attorney after you. In the meantime, I read everything you do. I love it. Peter, Earl, thank you so much for everything you do at the American Institute for Economic Research. And uh, you have an open invitation. You come back anytime. Great talking to you, buddy. Take care. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. I love that. I never talked to Peter. Can't wait to talk to him again. You know what that reminds me of? Everybody I meet down here from a blue state. Because we share the ideology of Americanism. There are more of us than these scoundrel, rat, Democrat, profiteers of corruption and failure. There really are. So do not be afraid to stand up for your principles. Men and women died for them. For exactly what you're going to hear from this scoundrel, this fraud, this corrupt political whore that is pretending to be president. Do not be afraid. You are not related to Joe Biden. You do not have to be polite. And there's another thing. You don't have to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to tell you right now. Not going to watch it. Not live. I'll go through it and dissect it as it's, as it's happening. But I will not give this bald-faced liar fraud the dignity, the respect of my attention while I watch him live. I'd rather watch the replays. When he doesn't destroy his pants, fall down, or pretend that he has my attention. They do not have your attention. That's the only thing you can control. So I'm going to ask you not to watch it. You've heard it before. You've heard it for years. You grew up in a Democrat-run sewer of corruption. And you know it. Don't give them your attention. Teresa on the Gold Coast, you watching it? No way, Sean. No, I'm not going to watch it. I mean, you know, it's predictable. We already know. Not to mention, so I, just, I happen to know, yeah. you know, for the years of you calling in and listening, I know that you come from yeah. a family of Americans who fought and died yes. against what this low-life roach is going to be selling tonight. And yes. that's, you owe it to them. You owe it to the legacy of Americans, of true warriors and true patriots who gave up Absolutely. their lives. So that this would never happen here. And it happened because your fellow Americans were too stupid to see the truth. 
And that's, that's exactly. That, I'm just waiting this roach out. Yep, me too. And like you said before, what is taking so long? Yes, Every time on. you say that, I you know, know, right? You want to live forever? Become a senator. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. How about Diane Feinstein <laughs> with the speed racer hairdo? You look great, honey. Really. <laughs> See you next month. It's a freaking joke. Thank you very much. It's absolutely preposterous. Uh, who would possibly vote for this? Who? What kind of person would vote for this? Thanks for being with us. Let's go to Courtney Spinelli. She's live in Lakeview at the scene. Courtney? Yeah, good afternoon, you guys. Right now, a massive police presence is underway here in this Lakeview neighborhood where police say they responded for a report of a barricaded person inside a residence on West George Street. Now, we are back a distance from where this is all happening as to not compromise any officer safety or give away their live locations. Right now, Chicago police have not said exactly what led up to this, but neighbors tell us they were told it was related to an alleged shooting. Yeah, it was a male white wearing a black hat. That's all we got. He pulled out a gun and shot two dogs. Took off running. Hi, man. Why'd you shoot the dogs, scumbag? You know, from now on, I don't want to know the race of the person. I don't even want to know the gender. Let's get, pretend that those guys dress like women. All right, you get to pick what you are, he, her, or whatever. Let's just do if you're your registered political party. Can we do that? I want to know. Were you a registered Democrat or a registered non-Democrat? You don't even have to tell me. If you're a Republican or an independent or a libertarian, just if you're a Democrat, because I've got a sneaky suspicion, 95% of these scallywags and scumbags all voted for this dimwit in diapers, Lori Lightfoot, little Dick Durbin, and every other Illinois, Chicago, disgrace the humanity Democrat. White wore a black hat. He did, in fact, shoot two dogs. You found the dogs over there? Why you shoot the dogs? See, now we got to drag you behind a car like uh, one of those just married cans. You're going to give this guy. What, what is it? What, Kim Fox doesn't give people bail who shoot people. You think she's going to care about the dogs? I don't think so. In, the, in their car to the vet. Now, that audio you just heard was from just a short while ago when police were called here to the scene. Skycam 9. All- Democrats. Democrats. Now he'll get a Democrat judge like one of the 97 dimwits that this imbecile called president, this gypsy. This short-in-the-pants mafia member in his diapy is going to put lipstick on the pig of his policies. Judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. That's okay, honey. You're a girl, and judging by the tone of your voice, your sexual proclivities may align with Pete Buttigieg. But nonetheless, you are uh, the right pigmentation. You don't have to know about this. And when you get in front of this guy, this girl, whatever, and uh, she judges you, she won't be judging you on your heinous acts to society or your fitness and able to mingle in society. She will turn you over again to commit more heinous acts of insanity because the party protects itself. It's true they do. So it was over the area. You can see this investigation spans several blocks where police have streets shut down. Now, again, that is from a short while ago, that video. You're- Where's Clint Eastwood? They just kick the door in and shoot him in the forehead. Columbus, Chris. Hey, Sean. Um, listen, I caught 
few minutes of the 2020 Trump State of the Union address at lunch. It was playing on like uh, CNBC or C-SPAN or something like that. I'm going to watch that tonight instead of the live Joe Biden State of the Union because he he was awesome. He talked about all the great job improvements. The real jobs, uh, the real economy, the real thriving businesses. You know, it was funny, Chris, I was listening to Nikki Whaley. And I think it's Chewy Garcia talking about if he becomes mayor in the, in the sewer, he's going to give grants to businesses. You didn't need that just a couple of years ago. You didn't need any of the grants and the handouts and the Gatsangul because you had a real economy. You had a real president instead of this dimwit. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. Let's all watch Everybody the State of the Union it. of Trump. Oh, yeah. that would be great. Exactly. Go on YouTube so they know that it's rated. Thank you, Chris. I love the idea. I, I think you would do much better by being... Different. But you just take a look. Take a look at some of your shows in the morning and the evening. If a guest comes out and says something positive about me, it's it's brutal. Now, they'll take this news conference. I'm actually having a very good time. Okay, but they'll take this news conference. Don't forget, that's the way I won. Remember, I used to give you a news conference every time I made a speech, which was like every day. Okay. no, that's how I won. I won with news conference and probably speeches. I certainly didn't win by people listening to you people. That's for sure. But I'm having a good time. Tomorrow they will say, Donald Trump rants and raves at the press. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm just telling you, you know, you're dishonest people. But, but I'm not ranting and raving. I love this. I'm having a good time doing it. Which is why Joe Biden hasn't given a press conference in one year. He's been protected by the so-called press. You're going to watch it tonight. You're going to give a rip what these losers and failures and Democrats, which is all the synonymous, say about this idiot. I really don't care. You know why? He's not my president. He's a commander and thief, a usurper, a traitor to my country. And unless he resigns, stumbles off the podium and wrecks his pants, I really don't give a rip what he says. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Green Pup Jim. Yeah. That's Sean. How are I was you? just thinking, I was just thinking, uh, I don't have any money to buy any, but the bonds, uh, the bond yield is getting pretty good. I think it's 5% uh, today or close to 5%. And I'm just going back to like the 70s. I remember a couple of friends I had, relatives that had a few bucks. You know, they bought a couple of CDs, but they can live off it for a couple of years. I don't know if they, are we going that same direction? Is that is that what's it's an interesting what do you thing think? about about the 1960s? Right, you have the most conservative president this country's ever had, John F. Kennedy. He took over in 1959 the massive raising of inflation, and his idea was to send it into a small recession. So he raised the rates, but he cut the taxes. And it was the shortest recession. In fact, what he did is exactly what Ronald Reagan did, which is why Ronald Reagan took John F. Kennedy's policies. So the idea that you could put some money away and get a few bucks on them, does that outweigh the manipulation? Because you should be able to put money into different things and get different rates on it, right? I'm just just throwing it out. No, it's an interesting thing, but it, it, it always follows the idea of capitalism and property rights where the earners get to keep the bulk of their money and then invest it in different ways. And then you look at corporate bonds and municipal bonds and all of that. That That's a free market. But what you have now is a manipulated, contorted market. And it's not going to work the same. So I uh, 
I think you could I, I, you could say that John F. Kennedy was had the exact same policies as Ronald Reagan. And you'd be right. But that's certainly well, not I remember, what Joe I remember Biden the six, I, I loved it. I loved this, the late sixties because that's when I was growing up. But let's say. Uh, you know, about, I was about 19 and 69, and I could take jobs, good-paying jobs around the country, work them a year, quit, take another job. I was single, you know. Yeah. But it was a free, it was a good economy. It was a good economy. It was a free willy kind of economy. Anyway, I was just going to suggest I that. love it. I love it. A- well, here's the one thing that's for sure. You and I can agree that John F. Kennedy did some fantastic things, and he created a thriving economy in the 60s that wasn't really – uh, uh, appreciate it because it, it so quickly uh, Jimmy Carter destroyed it. But you can also add what happened after Nixon. And Nixon took us off the gold st- standard, which really threw it up in the economy. But you'll also have to take a look at the trade policies that John F. Kennedy implemented, which was more of a free trade. But one thing's for sure, there isn't a Democrat that represents any of those ideals or any of those principles anymore. And it's certainly not what Joe Biden represents. So I'm curious to know what you think tomorrow. Be sure and call me. In the meantime, eat well. All right, you friends. take you have, have a good night. Have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. sucking down that whipped cream. Kurt, Illinois. Hey, thank you. Uh, three things. Uh, first of all, I can't listen to the commander and speak. My chest starts hurting. My arm starts hurting. Everything he says is a lie. As far as I'm concerned with this Chinese balloon, he says he told me to take it down Wednesday. I think that's a lie, too. I'm waiting for somebody to come up and say he never told us that. Second thing, um, social media. I, I thank Donald Trump for the fact that he actually exposed how bad the media was. I never realized that growing up how they controlled everything. And the last thing on January 6th, when are we going to let those poor people out of jail? And I'm still convinced that the FBI was involved with that. And I'd like to know what happened to those two cops that committed suicide after the fact. I'd like just some answers on, on, on the most important questions. Were there FBI assets in the Capitol dressed like Trump supporters prior to the breach? That's the one question. And you know what? There's video. So maybe we'll get the answers to that, Kurt. The problem is we're going to have to wait at least two years. Thank you very much for the call, brother. Sean. Yes, good evening. Uh, For the the, uh, reply, Sarah Sanders basically would do great if she just mimicked what Joe Pesci uh, did and uh, my cousin Vinny with the opening statement and just short, sweet to the point. I love it. I love it. I hope she does, too, but I'm curious. I would rather see somebody of importance give that speech. I'd rather see Kevin McCarthy's rebuttal to it. After all, he's the only one that can do something. And I really want him to address how Janet Yellen can arbitrarily say we're going to ignore the debt ceiling for six months to see what happens. These are some important questions I have yet to have answers to. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, it's going to be a waste of time listening to that guy. But, you know, we have a base over there in Turkey. We had that big earthquake, and they're saying it's going to be 20,000, maybe, maybe more. They're going to be dead. Um, That should have been more of a focus something like that international like that humanitarian aid but now he's gonna he's gonna be talking about the republicans you know what uh yeah he's gonna he's gonna have uh, to figure a way how how to convince economy yeah he's gonna have to figure a way to give to give the propagandists who have been running cover for him for the last four years he's going to have to figure out a way to give them something to talk about tomorrow other than the reality of what america's real state of the union is and it's going to be interesting to watch um, tomorrow, but I'm not going to give them the ratings tonight. I hope no one does. I hope it's like the Grammys. Were they on this week? 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome. 
on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right, let's get this show on the road. Jack Kenosha. Hey, Sean, can you hear me? I can. Okay, great. Uh, My question is, um, how does America today, our political system, our politics, politicians, compare to some of the more corrupt countries of today? Uh, I could name names, but or maybe the past. Where do we stand? Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, we've always dealt with corruption, right? I mean, this is something we've always dealt with, but we had a certain kind of acceptance by the people that wouldn't tolerate the kind of corruption we now accept. But aside from the corruption, how about just the failure? There was a barrier of failure where now we're used to it. I can't think of a time in the last two years where the country succeeded. And I mean that. I mean, you're talking about massive amounts of spending. And when you think about it, you know, we had that thing uh, in the beginning of the show. A a billion minutes is 1,902 years. When's the last time you had a bill that wasn't a trillion? Yeah. You know, so so it's, it's the tolerance for corruption in the cut me in or cut it out. You've got more people that are being cut in on the corruption, so they accept it. You, you, you see, the city of Chicago is on fire. It's a hellhole. There's no such thing as a good neighborhood. Chewy Garcia, pick a Democrat. They're all scoundrels promoting the same corruption, the same policies. Nobody's talking about putting the power back to the property rights, to strengthening security for the entrepreneurs and the businesses. Nobody's discussing any of this. So you have this climate where... You're just looking for some angle where the corruption bleeds to your pocket. And that's yeah. that's not a good sign. Until people change the trajectory of their acceptance of this corruption, you're just going to get more and more and more of it. So this is a bad time. Um, it's a, it's it's the, the dark ages of America. It's the feudalist period. And until you change those policies, it's going to be the same. But remember how fast they can change. You know, we had Cream Puff Jim call. John F. Kennedy changed things in a year. Donald Trump changed things in a year. It can happen, but it's going to take that kind of change from leadership. In the meantime, this idea that presidents can build economies, they don't build them, they tax them. They actually take the prosperity out of them. You know, I was talking to Peter, and we were talking about the economy. You have to remember the most important detriment or the most significant government control is the progressive tax system. There's a reason it's the number two plank of the Communist Manifesto. Until you remove that, you're not going to get a government that's restrained by anything because they can pick an enemy and continue to seize the bulk of the profits of that enemy. So is this what the people want? And when you look around Illinois and you look around New York and New Jersey, you look around any Democrat hellhole, the answer is yes, this is what they want. Yeah. All right. So until that changes, are there enough good people to put back and say, no, not on not on the principles of Americanism, they don't allow you to do this. But you have an entire nation, or at least 50% of it, that thinks it's okay for Kamala Harris to give our tax dollars to third-world corrupt sewers in Central and South America. It's because you have a stupid yeah. people, brother. This could only thrive if well, you had stupid people. Yeah, I mean, with Trump, though, like if we were to cut taxes, that wouldn't be good either, because we have to pay for the spending somehow. We have our national debt going through the roof and our interest rates rising, too, to service that debt. So it seems like we're stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Well, Jack, this is why when Trump runs again, as he's running now, you have to remind everybody 
Trump did some very good things. He did some very bad things. The very bad thing he did was his response to COVID, his acceptance, his imitation of, of the velocity of money. But you have to also recognize he spent way too much money, which is why you take the good aspects of Trump and you throw away the bad and you hope there is somebody that embodies those good and refuses to, to do the bad. I don't think our next president is in the spotlight. Um, it's an interesting time. But you have to manage that with the anger of watching this idiot who got away with stealing the election. There's a lot of emotion involved. But that doesn't mean you have to unmoor yourself from the principles. Thank you very much, Jack. I appreciate it. Terry in Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, uh, I I just want to ask you, uh, I I read a piece. I know it's kind of older, but there's a hospital in Yuma, Arizona, that's kind of close to the uh, border and this hospital is $20 million in the hole from taking care of illegal immigrants that aren't going to pay their bill. They're never going to pay their bill. And nationwide, what, what do you think is going to happen to our health care system if this keeps on going on? And who's going to pay for this? I mean, we're not even scratching the, the tip of the Terry, our health care system isn't paid for now. Our health care system has been bastardized for 12 years. And your fellow Americans want an expansion of government control, not, not an elimination of it. Not one time have you had a Republican stand up and say the, the answer to, to the people who can't pay is to incentivize the providers and give them their tax breaks if they give away their services. Instead, they're more comfortable demanding services from people who aren't qualified. That's the diabolical nature of communism, of socialism, of Marxism, of the American Democrat Mafia. And you'll see it on display as Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats put lipstick on the pig. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I've been known to make fun of the Irish from time to time, all in good humor. However resilient people they are. Bad news, the original slaves in America, survivors. Because they refuse to take no for an answer. My next guest embodies all of those things. Her name is Christine Shanahan McGovern. You know her from my show. She refuses to give up. She's as tough as the Blarney Stone. Christine Shanahan McGovern, how are you? She's awful quiet. It's very rare for Christine Shanahan McGovern to be quiet. Must be the NSA. Perhaps the DIA. Might be the CIA. Christine Shanahan McGovern. Hi, can you hear me now? Now I can, and let's not let it turn into a Verizon commercial. In the meantime... Can you hear me now? What do you have going on now? You're as tough as the Blarney Stone. What do you got? Well, thank you. Thank you. You know, the whole reason how I got started in all this political spectrum is because of our kids. So what's happening in our schools, people are starting to become more aware of what's happening. So we have put together a panel um, that's happening tomorrow night. The doors open at 6 o'clock. The program starts at 7. Parents Involved in Education is what we're called, presents truth and lies in American education. So this is an opportunity to see 
um, what is happening. And, and one of the biggest things that I am against is the sexualization of our kids. And when I first came, when I first had knowledge of this, I, I came out and said, hey, this is what's going to be happening in our schools. People thought I was nuts. Now it's happening. Now we're being labeled that we are anti-gay, which we're not. You know, we have um, one of our speakers is the founder of Gays Against Groomers. We are not anti-gay. We are anti-pornography and anti-sexualization of our children in our schools. Um, So this is, you know, the host, uh, like I said, the parents involved in education. The panel members are going to be great. Um, We have Stephanie Trussell, Jamie Mitchell, myself, Dr. Robert Renteria, um, Vandana Jingan, P. Ray, Matt DeBell, Jack Breigert, Thomas uh, Hampson. It's going to be fantastic, and it's a great way to get educated to find out what's happening. And then we're going to have some steps of what we do now because a lot of times there's events that just say hey this is what is happening but we don't have a structure what's going to happen next so this is an opportunity to change the path to protect our kids because that's our future it's an interesting position that somehow we've been jujitsued into the idea that i have to quantify myself to reject the outrageous acts of pedophilia and the sexualization of grade school kids. I don't, I don't want to have to say, well, I'm normal and I don't. No, no, no. Who are you to tell my third grader anything about sex? I don't want to take their, their position. I don't want to take their argument because it's not worth anything. Teachers do not tell grade school kids anything about sex. That is the job of the parent. Somehow we've turned these schools into parents. This government that cannot run one of their very programs correctly. Not one without scandal or corruption. Into parents. And it does explain why the news looks like a Quentin Tarantino film. So how much more of this nonsense do we have to put up with before we just pull all of our kids, the decent kids, out of the schools with the people who want to turn their kids over to, to government. Why don't we just start there? You, you know, the, the, those are very, very valid points. And it gets even deeper than that. So um, I, I used to work for CPS as being a, a substitute teacher there. And we had a sign, this sheet of paper, um, going through on, on the computer that said, if there was a student, she was a little girl, and she said, hey, Ms. McGovern, I want to be called a boy today. Can you call me Frank? Um, we would have to sign the sheet of paper saying that we would agree to this and not tell the parent. Um, so what's happening is they are taking away any kind of parental control along with this crazy bill saying that school boards cannot withdraw from the sex ed. It's all connected. It's all connected to pedophilia and it needs to stop because it's gross. These people are sick and any it's, it's, it's like I good. knew you were going to come on, and I'm going to tell you what I mean. This is Texas. I want you to hear this. A Houston mother is demanding answers tonight after she says her six-year-old son was repeatedly sexually assaulted while riding the school bus. An investigation is underway right now in Aldine ISD. ABC 13's Maya Shea joins us live with these serious allegations, Maya. 
Yet these allegations are so disturbing. And the mother says she believed it's gone on for several months. But it wasn't until her son lost his backpack last week and she called here at the transportation department to get to the bottom of this missing backpack that everything came out into the open. Latoya Stormy Monroe is devastated. She says she had no idea that her six-year-old son was being sexually assaulted on the school bus. I feel like- Daily, Christine Shanahan McGovern. Daily. It's gross, and it, it makes my, my um, skin boil because that situation happened to my family and my brothers who were abused by our priests. Um, and that's kind of how I got into all of this and have been a fighter for so long. And I saw what was happening in Springfield and these these bills that are going through that are taking the rights away from the parents and harming our children. I feel I feel so much sadness for that family and for that that child that is going to have these a were other kids. I mean, yeah, I, I, they're equally horrific. These were other kids, older kids to the six-year-old little boy on a daily basis. Yeah. And he never told his mother. Had his mother, had he not left his backpack after being raped, his mother would never know. And if that's not bad, bad enough, you have this. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, and our opportunities, the NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. We were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. I know I don't speak for everyone. I, it's impossible to speak for everyone. But I can attest to the tears that were shed on that pool deck by these poor ninth and 17th place finishers who missed out on being named an All-American by one place. And I can attest to the extreme discomfort in the locker room when you turn around and there's a male watching you undress while exposing himself. Now, mores of our society are very simple. Men do not force themselves upon women. Simple. But yet here we are all accommodating one, and I will be more than happy to say it, mentally disabled scumbag who feels himself superior to all the women in the room as he exposes his genitals and wants to be called a woman. That is the definition of mental illness. And I don't care how many 65-year-old fat men with jobs in government tell me it's normal. It's not. So if you're not going to comply with that, then the good people go their own way and let the scourge of society, the Democrats, commingle amongst themselves. How do we get that program started? Because I think it's easier than to unwind a society that would even entertain the idea that this happened. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical. That's a 65-year-old potbelly fat man pretending to be a woman who wants to be called Mrs. Rachel Levine. Over. Game over. I don't care if Joe Biden gave you a job. I don't care if Donald Trump gave you a job. You're a 65-year-old man dressed like a woman. Get away from the kids. You don't make any rules. You don't make any regulations. You just sit there and embarrass yourself. Can we go back to that, please? I think I scared her off the phone. Did I scare her? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> All right, good. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm serious. At what point do, does society, the men and women, stand up and say, All right. You had your two years of nonsense. Now shut your mouth and stay away from it, my kid. 
It's girls. But when you have school psychologists that are saying, hey, in, in my neighborhood, saying, hey, this is a good thing you don't understand. Um, it, it's so wrong. And you know where I don't have that? Doing. I don't have that in my neighborhood. It's not happening. Well, and that's I need to, to the point to get to. <laughs> but that's to the point to get to. Because what's happened is your government has forever changed the reality of life itself. These are men in the wrong bathroom. Over. Yeah. And when you talk to my child as an adult, I want to charge you with a crime. And that's what we need to do. So we need to have parents come tomorrow to be told how to stop this from happening. This is a path. This is the damage that they are doing to our little kids, to to the confusion. Okay, you're, you're told when you're a toddler, you're a little girl, you have your private parts. Then you get to school. Guess what? You can be a boy. This is, this is not only cruelty, child abuse. We are setting our children up for future mental illness. No one seems to care because parents are quiet again. Parents, you need to get up, get off your butts, start protecting our kids. We need to make those people in Springfield accountable for what they're doing and the bills that they are bringing to our state. It's awful. It's wrong. It the idea that we're accommodate. Listen, this is just gross. insane. If someone came in and beat my child, I don't really want to hear the government explanation for that. This is worse. My child will heal from a physical beating. A mental beating will lead to depression, suicides, and massive drug addiction. Wait a minute. Hold on a minute. I think I just described the current climate of the Chicago public school system. And then there's that pesky other reality that it appears to be teachers and other custodians and whatnot have been assaulting kids for a few years and it gets very little coverage. Is there a way to get this to a media that isn't Democrat mafia corrupted? You mean the the 600 sexual abuse cases within CPS? Just 600. It sounds like a lot, but only if you have standards and you can read. And, and unfortunately, I think that, that people are so, so um, immune to everything that's happening that they're just accepting everything. Well, our small group that we have, we're not immune. We have enough fighting us still to stand up for all of us. But it is time for the rest of you to get up and start fighting with us. I agree. I love it. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the event. Tell me where we can go to support Christine Shanahan McGovern. What, what can we do? Okay, so it's going to be tomorrow night uh, at Bourbon Street. It's going to start at six o'clock, um, and then the pro for a meet and greet, and then the program starts at seven. Um, and it's five dollars just to get into the door, and there will be food available. Uh, that's ten dollars um, for a buffet if you're interested in doing that. Bourbon Street is three three five nine West one hundred fifteenth Street, Marina Park. They are the venue that's hosting it. Um, we, we need you. It's it's time, people. Quit standing on the sidelines. This is our future. These are our kids. This is who's going to take care of us when we're old. Um, we need to stop this. We need to stand up. We need to fight for what's right, what's morally right. Stop the sexualization, which is a path for pedophilia. Shocking. Shocking that yeah. any government, that any society would tolerate what we're living through, what we have been living through. Uh, since Joe Biden usurped the office, this normalization of of incompetence, of failure, of loss, but more importantly, this uh, this normalization of absolute 
failure and corruption and wrong. It's just fracking wrong. Stay away from the kids. So I uh, want everybody to go there one more time. The address and the name. Okay, uh, at Bourbon Street, 3359 West 115th Street, Marionette Park. Um, just on the south side, it's very easy to get there. Starts at 6 o'clock, it's $5 to get in the pro- for meet and greet, and then the program starts promptly at 7. Again, we need you there. We need to protect these kids. It's time to let the left know that they are wrong. They need to leave our kids alone. It's time for the parents to say, hey, not my kid, not on my watch. I love it. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, Christine. Good luck tomorrow. Thank and you. And thank you for thank putting you up the much. fight. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Well, well, well. Did the idiot fall down yet? Man, oh man. You think you're under pressure? It is. You are under pressure. But nothing like the pressure of this dimwit in diapers. Can you imagine how they're screaming at him, shoving the thing down his ear? Pay attention, stupid. We're talking to you. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, I love your last guest, but I missed some of it. I hope you... Uh, There's no excuse for that. Your, I hope you tweet out the uh, information on where she's going to be and all that. And what's your total handle? What is it? Uh, Sean at... Sean from EP. Sean from EP. I think it's at Sean from EP. And then uh, the station has Sean Thompson Show. And I might tweet or not. I, I, Steve Cortez is actually speaking down here at Seed to Table where I am supposed to go with my lovely bride. And we are going to uh, listen to him if he's not done talking by now. But go ahead. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah, but I just love you to, to, to post out where the meeting is going to be. And uh, I love your show. But more, it's it's more of an excuse for people to get out, find who your GOP precinct captain is. If there isn't one, become it. Get involved. Uh, you are stuck on that, huh? Let me ask you something. Are you the precinct hey, you know, captain in Austin, Texas? Yes, I am. I'm in precinct oh, 277 in Williamson County. I'm there actually going mean. to a meeting right now. Oh, so really? That's all, I mean, because, yeah, I'm, what, what people have to do is you find out is, who your precinct is. We have to identify who the GOP voters are. Is that six-year-old rape case, that six-year-old that was raped on the school bus in Texas, is that all over the place? I haven't seen any of that. Uh, Really? No, I don't. That's a pertinent story. It's in Houston, Texas, and it's an outrage and disgraceful. Disgraceful. And to listen to the the moron school bus driver, it's really nauseating. Thank you, though, so much. Let's hear the people. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Like, as a parent, I feel my child. It hurts. I didn't protect him. I don't know what to do. Monroe was joined by community activists today in front of the Aldine bus bar to discuss what they believe happened, that over the past several months, an older child would repeatedly molest and sexually assault Monroe's son on the bus and that the bus driver didn't notice. According to the investigator, the bus driver stopped the bus because she thought they were fighting on the back of the bus, but this mother's child was fighting because he was being raped. Monroe says everything came to light last Tuesday when efforts to track down her son's missing backpack led school officials to look at surveillance video on the bus. Then she got a call. I get to the school and I find out that my son was sexually assaulted 
days of, of questioning, days of talking to my child, the details became more and more graphic each and every time. Since then, her son has been treated at the hospital and they've spoken to investigators. In a statement, the district says in part, an investigation by Aldean ISD police and district officials immediately began on Wednesday, February 1st. CPS was notified. Once the investigation has concluded, appropriate action will be taken based on investigation. How do you take an appropriate action for that? What is the appropriate action? Mark Weimeller. Hey, it's Mark Weimeller, man on the street. I'll be out there at the event tomorrow, too. It's at Bourbon Street in Marriott Park on the south side. So that Bourbon Street Tavern, easy to find. Come on out. Will you be driving yourself or will your chauffeur from Trading Places be driving you? Uh, possibly. You'll never know how I'll show up. Also, one other quick thing. I was at that crime scene for the last three hours down there in Lakeview where the guy shot the two dogs. You can see did my they pictures shoot him? on Did they shoot that son of a... Did they shoot him? No, it's, it's all kind of mysterious. There's hundreds of policemen there. He's holed up in an apartment. It's on George and, and uh, Seminary right by Illinois Masonic Hospital. Yeah. I have pictures on CWB Chicago on my Twitter page. Oh. So it's uh, I'll be following up on that more later tonight. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, those two dogs were worth five of what this scumbag that shot him is worth. Thank you very much, Mark Weimiller. You're not my man on the street. You're just a guy driving around the streets. 312-642-5600. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. AM 560, The Answer. State of delusion. 20 minutes away from the launch. In fact, McBeth is already in the studio ready to warm up, take on the dimwit. In the meantime, will there be any talk of some of the greatest scandals this country's ever seen? And I don't just mean the fact that the principles have been stripped away from the citizens. And for the last two and a half Arguably three years you've been living under a fascism only read about in this country. There's another pesky little failure. Pesky, pesky failure. It seems to be that there is a scandal afoot in a vaccine that has killed more people, arguably, than the very virus it was created for. The young gentleman's disclosure that the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis is being damaged in some way by the product. That's the, that appears to be their working hypothesis based on what he said. That has huge implications and may explain many of the symptom clusters that exist. Tell me irregular about their menstrual cycle, so you will have to investigate that down the line. Yeah. Because that is a little concerning. Because, like, if you think about the science, like, it shouldn't be interacting with, like, you know, the, uh, it's called, like, the hypothalamus, anti-retrary gonadal axis. Right. Like, you know, the hormones are like, their menstrual cycles and things like that. It actually shouldn't be interfering with that, so we don't really know. It shouldn't? It shouldn't. But is it? There's something happening, but we don't know if we're Well, I mean, you're a urologist, so you must understand, like, what's going on with it, right? Like, so that's why I understand that it's Weird. I hope we don't find out that like there's somehow this mRNA like losing the body. I wonder, will the uh, State of the Union actually advertise that it's brought to you by Pfizer, or will that just be uh, an innuendo that we all know? Tina Joliet, Don, hey, how are you? Good, Tina. How are you? 
I'm good. I'm still going to be moving to Florida soon, so don't good, stop Tina, for good, 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 good. Everybody should. Everybody should. Not just for the weather. Weather is just another <laughs> side side of it. The reality is, Absolutely. it's this is the only state that I can think of that stood directly opposed to the fascism so many others got used to over the last two and a half years. You got that right, my friend. So yes. speaking of fascism, um, so Trantifa has decided to uh, make it almost impossible for uh, those of us on the right to have any kind of organizational uh, rallies or conferences. They're targeting um, an event tomorrow in Marionette Park big time. They're, they're making uh, really uh, some significant threats against the staff, against the owners of the business, against the business, against those of us who are going. Uh, they're tracking down the employers of those who are, are on the panel and speaking um, it's, are they, it's are they, please really, tell me, really because ugly. Bourbon Street's in, in what neighborhood is that in? What, what neighborhood? Marionette Park. Marionette are they going to be there? Is Antifa telling you that they're going to be there? Um, they're, they're implying that and they're really? saying, uh, they were, they're all over Twitter. Uh, and, and, oh, and let me share this. So as I'm digging through these tweets, um, Many of them seem to be coming from uh, uh, CTU members and really? uh, the Chicago librarians. Yes. Well, it's maybe it's time that the CTU members meet a couple of middle-aged Melrose Parkers who's still fit in a size 32 pant. What do you think about that? I am all in favor of it. And honestly, Sean, I think that's where this, this garbage is headed. Until we have the yeah. men in our side... We're going to have to dust off some of those Hirsch Rat 12th Street crew jackets, get them all out there. That satin's going to come back. In the meantime, let's see what happens when these children or these fat teacher union business agents meet some Melrose Parkers because I'm getting sick and tired of having these scallywags push good people around. Honestly, I mean, these people, and just to put it in perspective, they are protesting a, an organization that is coming together to push back against the sexualization of children and against the mutilation of children. They're mad about us saying that we don't like this. That's what they're mad about. This is about, this isn't about Donald Trump. This isn't about politics. It's about parents' rights and parents standing up for children against the teachers union and these twisted medical professionals, so-called professionals who are going along with this absolute Disgusting Anybody that would support the lies of this government are the same kind of scum that for $5 they'd hit their mother in the face with a shovel if she was standing on it. I really don't give a Absolutely. rip with some moron drug dealer in a lab coat, the same kind that kills babies in mother's bellies, says about Jack. In the meantime, Tina, I got good news for you. Old friend of mine, Bebopper from the neighborhood, says, I will be there, and he's going to bring yeah. a couple of guys who like to do push-ups. So I hope Antifa okay. shows up. I can't wait for them I to meet too, the old Melrose Parker circa the 80s. Thank you very much, Tina. Boy, these guys are very tense, too. They could use a good workout. Cara, Orlando, Florida. Okay, instead of a drinking game, we have to get strong to fight these radicals. Every time Joe Biden, during his speech tonight, says, I'm telling you, man, no joke. This ain't a lie. Or Metra playing for 30 seconds, and every obese person in America will be fit by the end of the speech and strong to fight these liberal I'm torn I'm torn because I, 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 I don't want I don't want I don't want to even watch it I want to get I don't want to tell anybody to watch it I'd prefer that they do the lowest state of the union ever watched or ever not watched in American history 
I hope it goes back to numbers that since the the Nielsen's ratings came out, they haven't seen. That's what he needs is everything like everything else he touches, an unmitigated failure, and nobody gives a rip. Uh, That's one aspect. I mean, CNN's already on in the airports. Let's see what we can do about that. Cara, thank you so much. (laughs) I appreciate it. Mike in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi there, Sean. Hey, many years ago, late 70s, I served in the Navy on board a salvage ship, which is doing what one of our ships is doing right now, digging uh, the Chinese spy balloon out of the drink. Um, has the Department of Defense made any announcements as to uh, when they're going to announce what exactly they found when they analyzed the debris? I don't, I, you know, here's the thing, Mike. It's, a, it's like when a, a, a liar talks to you. Do you care what they say? We've established you're a liar. Now, when am I supposed to believe you? Right? Uh-huh. Uh, you know, this is this is the thing. I don't really care what they say. I don't. I, I don't think there's a bureaucracy in our government that has ever spoken the truth to us in the last ten years specifically. But I, I think it could go fifteen years. I don't believe a, a word that comes out of their mouth. Not a word. Thank you very much, Mike. It's an interesting problem. But I mean, think about some of the the, the military guys that have been telling us things. And the assault on the democratic institutions and the rules-based international order that have prevented great power war for the last 78 years since the end of World War II. That's Milley, who called the Chinese counterpart when Donald Trump had inquiries about an election that was obviously stolen to tell him it was okay, so he's a traitor. And then he said a year ago that his presence and the, and the American backing of the corrupt Ukrainian government would prevent a, an invasion. He was wrong about that. In fact, when has Milley been right? I think it was 2015 when he said China is never going to be a threat to us. They're our friends. So I really don't care what Milley thinks about anything. That's just me. Tom in Blue Island. Hey, Sean, buddy, dittos. Uh, Sean, where this Berman Street is on the back outside of Mount Greenwood, brother. And I'll tell you what, it's obvious where I grew up, and I only live a few blocks away from there. Yeah. Not real dissimilar from Melrose Park, man. So if well, there's a bunch thing, of Antifa Tom. knuckleheads thinking they're going to go over there and cause some trouble. Bring uh, a couple of your guys. You're working out like it was I'm the 80s. Getting a few guys, getting a few beers in me and going to be your man on the street, buddy. I love it. Go there. <laughs> and if you see a guy whose nose is under his left eye because he refuses refuses to keep his right hand up, like I tell him, his name is Bopper. He looks like he chews glass. Tell him I said hello. Matt Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, yeah, like Tom just said, from Blue from uh, Blue Island, there won't be any problems there that can't be handled very, very quickly, I assure you. Good, go there. I can't go there. I'm stuck, in, and I got shorts on and flip-flops, otherwise I'd beat her myself. You poor guy, you. Yeah. It'll be all right. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, brother, I appreciate it. We got, we're building up quite a little support team. And, in fact, that's what we're going to do. I'd rather have you not watch this idiot in diapers, this professional lying whore, and I'd rather have you go shore up things on Bourbon Street. Let's discuss that and more when I get back. 312-642-5600. Jim in Palos, you'll be first. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just panic. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. State of the Union. Questions, they start banning. How long does it take to say it sucks? Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. In one word, what is the State of the Union? 
Desperate. Um, despicable. Challenged. Bad. Um, untolerable. Uh, questionable. Uh, easy, I'd say CCP. It is uh, complicated. Disaster. Man, oh man, he should just go up and put his resignation on the podium and walk away if he wants any dignity left, aside from the joke that he's made the whole country. Jim and Palos. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, Jim. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm doing well. I've got three things, if you'll just give me 30 seconds. Go ahead, brother. Go. The first thing, the first thing is, I think the balloon was an American balloon. The Chinese bought it at a garage sale in Afghanistan when we left. <clears throat> Second thing. <laughs> Okay. Second thing, these kids who don't know whether they want to stand or sit to urinate, let them use the, the teacher's bathroom. That'll I, avoid I, any problems. I, I, I'm in awe at the parents of the of the girls who have suffered for this ridiculousness. Really, I'm in awe of it. I remember going in, in when the, we're in grade school, go to the games, all the fathers, how proud they were. Even if like the kids weren't good, they were so proud. And now you sit here and you yeah. watch men intimidate them and harass them and pretend it's normal because they have a mental illness? This is when you are being too polite as you devolve into a third world society. Did I let you get the three or no? No, you didn't. The All third right, one is yeah. if Biden is so serious about uh, classified papers, why doesn't he know what he has and why he has them? And Jim, where he doesn't are. know he doesn't know if he has shoes on, but I like your optimism. Robert Oak Park. Yes, Sean. In your absence, I'll be there at the uh, Marionette Park. We're oh, going to show Antifa. We're going to we're going to show Antifa what uh, uh, Mount Greenwood Strong Mount Greenwood Strong is. We're we're going to we'll show them. They need to be put out of business. Love it, Robert. Thank you very much. If you see a couple of guys in there in some old satin jackets that say Hirsch Rats, tell them you're my friend. Jim J. In Palos? Yeah, Triple J, Sean. From Palos, yes, sir. Um, among 50 other things I'd love to talk to you about, transgenderism. I looked it up. Our governor donated $6.3 million for transgender surgeries at, um, I think it's called Lurie. Children's oh, yeah. How Hospital. much did he donate? What was the, what was the figure $6.3 million. So That's... where is all the rest of this money coming from to mutilate our kids? Oh, you're First their that. brains, then their That's... body. It's all part of Obamacare. But here's the other thing I want you to keep in mind. When, when J.B. No Pritzker, Pritzker strokes a check, none of that's his money. He didn't earn one fracking dollar. That's all Grandpa Abe's money. And you it's all it. because his mother knew who to give a lap dance to that you even know that fat slob's name. It's not because of his ability. It's not because of things he accomplished or innovations. It's because he's a trust fund baby of a corrupt Democrat oligarch family. And without the corruption in Illinois, the Pritzkers would be nobodies. It's only that corruption that allowed them to survive, to navigate, to think. And now they've got their own little cross-dresser in there, and he's supposed to be the Republican. I really don't care what party affiliation they are. I'm more interested in the corruption that they represent, making sure it never, never grows. Unfortunately, it's taken down the great state of Illinois, once great state of Illinois, and it's made it normal. In addition to being forced to give up our awards, our titles, not opportunities. The NCAA forced female swimmers to share a locker room with Thomas, a 6'4", 22-year-old male who was fully intact with male genitalia. Let me be clear. 
We were not forewarned. We were not asked for our consent, and we did not give our consent. If nothing else, I hope you can truly see how this is a violation of our privacy and how some of us have felt uncomfortable, awkward, um, embarrassed, and even traumatized by this experience. She's worth a thousand, Rachel Levine. She's worth a thousand of the swimmers that would intimidate and harass her. She's worth 50,000 Antifas. And I got to bet with you, squirrel, it has nothing to do with the dimwit and diapers. It's more about how many middle-aged Melrose Parkers could handle, I say, 15 Antifa members apiece. What, what say you? We'll find out tomorrow, and hopefully the dimwit will resign. In the meantime, I'll be back in 21. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.